Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it, and happy Friday to you. It is the fourth day of August 2023. Happy, glorious, delicious Friday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. I'm just going to get right into it. I watched, I I visited another planet today. <laughs> I did. This will be a short show because I I have to come to, I have to find a way to really sort of explain what I witnessed today. I watched the uh, the Trump indictment drama or whatever, the Trump arraignment drama, I guess it is, all the drama, and I flipped between channels. I didn't bother with MSNBC. That is, uh, that's a planet I don't, I can't really bring myself to visit. MSNBC doesn't pretend to be honest news. They, they lie to their audience, but to everybody else, they, they don't pretend. CNN pretends to be unbiased news. And so I wanted to see them compared to Fox. So I flipped back and forth betwixt the two. And it was the exact... I don't know what they would have done differently. I suppose Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid would have probably screamed uh, homophobia and racism a lot more over it at MSNBC. But in general, there was a 180-degree difference between how the story was portrayed, the ongoing breaking news, was portrayed at Fox compared to CNN. And they all had their legal analysts and experts out there. And this isn't a commentary, really, on which side is right. I know where I fall. I know what I believe. I know what... You know, it's the same as most of you believe. I just wonder how we can survive as a nation when you have the exact... You don't have to agree on everything. But my God, this is... This is so dramatically different. This isn't... And just to use, you know, most famous case probably of all, this isn't the O.J. murder trial where one side says O.J. is guilty and the other side says O.J. is innocent. This is the O.J. murder trial where one side said O.J. is guilty and the other side says there was no murder that happened. It was a suicide. It was a a double suicide. It was whatever. It is that dramatically different. It is so wildly different that you just don't recognize what's going on there. I watched more of CNN than I did of Fox. I feel like I've seen enough of Fox lately, but I did flip back and forth there until they went to the comedy show or the uh, the show at the five, which it just, I don't know. I, I don't get anything of value out of that when they just sort of clown around and spend five minutes on it. And then they go, let's talk about this picture of a dog. I have a difficult time taking that and its participants particularly seriously. It's fine for what it is, but not in a busy news day. But On CNN, they had two panels, three panels, really. They had a panel in New York. They had a panel in D.C. The panel in New York was moderated by Anderson Cooper. The panel in D.C. was moderated by, uh, what's his face, Uh, Jake Tapper. 
And then they had a panel outside, or not really a, I don't know what the hell it was, a bunch of people at a, outside the courtroom. People outside the courtroom watching a building while things went on inside the building. And one of the, Paula Reed, the reporter for CNN, I think she's a reporter. It's tough to tell what these people actually do. She was reading text messages from CNN employees who were in the courtroom because there are no audio or video coming out of a federal courtroom. So somebody's in there feverishly texting along and they're reading along in real time what's going on. And it was absolutely pathetic. It was absolutely... We got description. Donald Trump is sitting there at the uh, the table with his hands clasped talking to reporters or talking to his attorneys. And he is, uh, they are talking, they're talking in whispered, hushed tones because it's so quiet in the courtroom that people could be able to hear them. Otherwise, they've got their hands over their mouths as they communicate. And like, yeah, no kidding. There's a whole bunch of enemy media in there desperately trying to pick up on anything, trying to overhear conversations that are none of their damn business. And, oh, this is uh, so, in, it's amazing. It's extraordinary for how ordinary this is. That was one of the things they said constantly, some variation of that. Because why? Because the judge came out. And the judge talked to Trump. Trump talked to the judge. He answered some questions. He gave his name. He gave his age. He said whether or not he'd been uh, drinking or on any drugs. He said, no, he wasn't. He's a teetotaler. And then he answered not guilty when asked how he responded to the charges. And you're like, okay, how, how is this news? It's news not because of what's happening. It's news because of who it's happening to, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard because they, they use that to try and instill a sense of urgency into something, right? That's what they're trying to do. They try and instill a sense of urgency into the moment, not because the moment needs a sense of urgency instilled into it. It's urgent enough. It's an ongoing thing and involves a former president, blah, 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 all the reasons everybody knows. But that's not good enough for dramatic television, wannabe dramatic television. So they're sitting there reading these things, and this is really extraordinary. He has not spoken at some of the other arraignments, but this he's sitting right now 15 feet from Jack Smith, the special prosecutor. This is amazing. It is not amazing. It happens every single day in court. It really does. The really amazing part is the stuff that they're ignoring. The really truly amazing part is the fact that this case is so weak. And yet, if you watched MSN or CNN, every single one of their panelists, every single one of their guests talked about how serious this case was. They did not address the First Amendment issues that you can, you're free to lie all you want about the results of an election or just about anything else. As long as it's not under oath or to a federal agent, you can lie all you want. You can tell a massive crowd of people the biggest lies you could ever cook up, and it doesn't matter. The First Amendment applies. That was not addressed as much as it was simply dismissed. It was simply just dismissed. 
No, that's not the case. These are serious charges. He's down there. Adam Kitzinger almost cried when he said, so I noticed in the motorcade there were Capitol Police and D.C. Police guarding the motorcade and blocking traffic. And some of the, these are the same people who are down there fighting on January 6th. Just shut up. It's an embarrassment. Everybody out there was an absolute embarrassment. Van Jones... They had Alyssa Farah. Why is Alyssa Farah up there? Is she graduated high school? She graduated high school. She's on The View, but she's former communications director for Donald Trump. He should be indicted for his horrible hiring of morons. But she's out there going, trying to pretend that she barely knew Donald Trump. In the limited uh, time that I knew, you're his communications director. You, don't, you didn't know the guy? She needs to distance. She needs the title that she had, but she needs to distance herself from Donald Trump as much as humanly possible in order to keep the job. She needs a title to get the jobs. She needs to distance herself from everything she swore up and down before she believed in in order to keep her job. It is, well, let's just say there are prostitutes with more integrity, in my opinion, than Alyssa Farah. She's up there. By the way, her father, I forget who the hell her father, he runs some... It's not, it's some conservative website. I think it's probably fallen under by now, but I forget what the hell it was. One of those fringy sort of lunatic sites. So she's been basking in this. That's how she got the job at the White House. It wasn't her ability or her skills. It's because of who her daddy was. But now it's it's more advantageous for her. And this is why I hate elevating children and immature, stupid people to any position of authority or prominence because they will immediately, as soon as it becomes advantageous for them, crap all over you and move on and go about their business. That's what they do. That's who they are. And then there's Van Jones sitting there. Van Jones actually put it succinctly. It's really, it's so childish over it. Over at CNN, they apparently don't mention Fox. It's been a long time since I've watched CNN. But Van Jones, like, over on the network that we don't mention here. Like, what are you talking about? Half of your shows are about what's going on on Fox. That's how pathetic you are. But whatever. The network we don't mention here, it's a completely different world. They're saying that this is the persecution of Donald Trump. And they're saying, yes, it's somebody abusing the power, abusing the system, blah, 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 to maintain their hold on power. Whereas we all know that that's Donald Trump. They're over there thinking this is Joe Biden. It's describing Joe Biden who is out there desperately trying to blah, 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 hold on to power. He's going to try and persecute and prosecute his chief rival so that he can maintain power. Both views are wildly simplistic, but one is certainly more relevant than the other when you just look at things like, oh, I don't know, the timeline of when various indictments of Donald Trump have been released. I've given my assessment of these. The cases, the case in New York should be dismissed that Trump's attorneys aren't moving immediately and didn't move immediately to try and dismiss that or say, all right, let's just go. Let's get this over with. Let's they, I would wish I wish that Donald Trump would because there's a a hearing in this case on August 28th 
And Trump's attorneys are already grousing that the prosecutor had two and a half years to investigate this. They need two and a half years to blah, 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 prepare for defense. That's not how life works. Um, but he's go- if there's a trial in Washington, D.C., he's going to lose. He's going to be convicted because the jury pool is so tainted. You're not going to be able to get a change of venue because of that. You're just not. There's a lot of Democrats here. You're not going to be able to get it. You're just going to have to bite the bullet and get that. But in the appeals process and in the other courts where you're not dealing with a jury of D.C. morons, you will get the law applied fairly or at least more fairly. You will be able to make a case. But I think the case that they should be making for right now is dismissal. It's real. If you if you watch Fox News, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but if you watch Fox News, this is a clear cut case of the First Amendment and criminalizing free speech. Donald Trump thought he'd won and was robbed in the election. He's allowed to think he won and thought he was robbed of the election. He was taking advice of learned attorneys. So there's that insulation. Blah, blah. Make that case. Make that case for dismissal with prejudice. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. The only way out of this is through. There's no turning around. When you get in a roller coaster and you start, as soon as they lock that thing, as soon as, if you go on a plane, as soon as they lock that door, you're done, unless you get thrown off. <laughs> That's the whole thing. But a roller coaster, once you start clicking up that first hill, you don't get to get out. You don't get to say timeout. You don't get to play an audible. You don't get to have a do over. It's over. You're going through the ride. You're not going to lie. So the only way out is through. And Trump needs to get through this. On the other side, I do believe, based again on my limited knowledge of the law, there will be exoneration. But what you don't want is this guillotine hanging over you. Well, maybe you do. It's good for fundraising. But what Republicans shouldn't want is this guillotine hanging over all of them. If Donald Trump ends up winning the nomination... Do you want to have the top of the ticket facing 500 years in prison for various felonies, even though they're BS or whatever? Do you want that out there? Do you want to be the guy running for the House of Representatives in some district that's in the middle of nowhere? Uh, it's a 50-50 district, but you really think you got a shot. You want to go there, and 95% of the questions you're going to get are about Donald Trump. You never met the guy. You don't know the guy. You didn't seek the guy's endorsement, although maybe he endorsed you if he thinks you got a chance of winning. But you just don't want anything to do with it. You want to. You care about your district. Well, Democrats aren't going to let you care about the district. They don't care about their district. They care about the overall power structure in Washington, D.C. You're just one cog in it, a cog they need. Do you want to answer for that? No. If you're running for Senate, same thing. Remember Todd Aiken. Todd Aiken back in 2012 gave a wildly stupid answer about rape and abortion. It's just a dumb answer. And you, you got to sit there and you go, how the hell does an adult human being come up with this answer? How the hell does an adult human being spit this crap out? How does anybody think, oh, you know what, if, there's, if it's legitimate rape, uh, the woman's body has uh, an ability to shut down to make sure you don't get pregnant. Where do you pull these? What what orifice do you pull these out of? Is it one where your head firmly resides? 
So you're saying to every woman who's ever gotten pregnant through rape, and there are a lot, history's a long time, that they all secretly liked it. It wasn't legitimate rape. They were turned on by it. Is that what you're saying? Well, the moment that moron said that, every single Republican had to answer for it repeatedly. Mitt Romney, everywhere he went, not this isn't why Mitt Romney lost, but it certainly didn't help. Everywhere Mitt Romney went, there was a reporter sitting there. Do you reject what Todd Aiken... Should Todd Aiken drop out of the race? What do you think about what Todd... Hey, Todd Aiken just defended himself. What did you think of Todd Aiken's defense? I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not following this. Well, you think that Todd Aiken should drop out, right? Yeah, yeah, I've said that 300 times. But so then Todd Aiken won't drop out. So would you tell... Would you look into the camera and tell Todd Aiken? It's about Todd Aiken. It became about Todd Aiken. You don't want the election to be about Donald Trump. Not because you can't defend Donald Trump. If it's about Donald Trump and what Donald Trump wants to do as president of the United States, fine, absolutely. But that's not what it's going to be about. That's why the only way out is through. Take these on. Take an aggressive course. All right. I want these charges dismissed with prejudice. Here's why. You've got God knows how many. I mean, you're, you're not paying your lawyers. The, the people donating to your campaign are paying your lawyers, but they're getting a lot of money. They're presumably wildly good lawyers, right? So get your asses in there and you formulate the best motions for dismissal you possibly can. If we're not being lied to by Fox, these cases in many cases, well, many, certainly the New York case, be easily dismissed. And all you really need, all you really need is one case dismissed with prejudice to say this is, see, this is a witch hunt. If you get the New York case dismissed rather than dragging it out and going, we kind of wait, 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 and try and get past the election. If you get that dismissed with prejudice, you can say, look at this. The prosecutor up in New York brought this case that was complete garbage, so much so that it was thrown out and the judge said, you can't refile it. That should be the one that's easy to do. The Florida case... The prosecution can slow walk, can drag, because there. I mean, I think that a good lawyer could probably get around that, at least certainly try get around that with motions to dismiss. But that it involves classified document, it involves things that are difficult. That you know, in open court proceedings, there are certain ways they're going to have to go. But there are procedural things that either side involved can do to drag their feet on that one. Again, I don't think that the Trump team should be dragging their feet, but they they seem to want to do that at this point. In this case in New York, there is nothing classified to talk about. There's nothing to be concerned with. You need to get this in court as soon as possible or try to get a dismissal. I don't think you're going to get it, but if you go through this, and you get a trial, and you can speed the trial as quickly. I know they're trying to pretend that they need time to prepare. They knew this was coming. This was a long telegraphed punch. Stop delaying. Put the prosecution's feet to the fire. Haul their ass into court. Make them prove their case. That's where the burden of proof lies. And then if you lose, so be it. You're not going to be sentenced to prison while you appeal. That's just not the way it's going to work. As much as they hate Trump, they wouldn't dare do that. So Trump gets out and then you get to the appeals process where the jury system doesn't matter. 
then you can argue the points, nuanced points of law. Then you get a victory there. You get that victory there, and then you get to go and do again what you do in New York and say, see, witch hunt. See, witch hunt. They're coming for me. They want to get me because they want to get you or whatever the hell it is that he says. That's not true, but it sounds good. But most importantly, if you care about the cause of conservatism, Mr. President, you would then be free and have gotten these issues not completely off the table. They just simply wouldn't be completely off the table because the left-wing media will never allow them to be completely off the table. But you will have gone a long way toward removing them. You would make Democrats go on defensive. These judges are dismissing these cases out of hand with prejudice. This case in New York, you released a statement, Congressman, Senator, whatever, Joe Biden, said that this was an egregious case and a damn shame and whatever, whatever. And Donald Trump was a threat to democracy because he paid some uh, porn star money, et cetera, et cetera. How do you explain this? This is beyond a not guilty. A not guilty verdict is simply, many cases, you didn't prove your case, prosecutor. A dismissed with prejudice decision by a judge is you didn't even have enough to accuse somebody of this. This is such garbage that your case is so flimsy that you should not, it should not only be dismissed, you should be prevented from bringing it back. That there is no conceivable scenario under which what you're alleging is true. That would be my dime store advice. Watching this, that, and the other thing, it would be nice if Donald Trump could give a thorough rebuttal to all of these allegations instead of sending out, uh, what is this? He's got Alina Haba, whatever the hell her name is, the good-looking woman. I thought she was an attorney. Maybe she is an attorney, but now she's like his legal spokesman or something. It's it's tough to keep up. She, I thought she wasn't. He's got every single attorney on the East Coast on payroll. Get them out there if they won't. But Trump should get out there and articulate how these cases are garbage. Just not that they are, not just that they are garbage, okay? Because the people who you saying, Donald Trump, I'm addressing you, people who you saying these charges are garbage, you've already got them. You've already got them. They need to be armed with the ability to go out and explain why they're garbage because they have friends who don't know and they have friends who don't know and they have friends who think the exact opposite and neither one of them are going to be convinced by saying well these charges are garbage okay why how these charges are garbage that's not how that's not how our persuasion works it's just not Give them something. Make them do it. And dare I say it, go into the lion's den. I was watching CNN, and I'm going to play you this clip of Trump in the tarmac outside of Trump Force One. It was, a, it was a pointless statement that he made, but CNN cut away from it. They cut away from it. They didn't want to have the Donald Trump statement go out on their airwaves because 
it would just be they they said they're going to uh, I forget Anderson Cooper's like we're not going to carry it live we will monitor it and should anything be newsworthy in there we'll bring it to you they didn't want their audience to see it now I think you should have shown it to them because it's newsworthy it's involved the news of the day but even if you're a leftist and CNN is full of leftists if you are a leftist and you don't want to give Donald Trump a chance to defend him. He doesn't defend himself. Not in any way that's going to impact your audience. No audience is going to hear this statement. This is what I mean about Donald Trump needs to become learned on the issues in this case and the flaws in this case more so than their garbage so that he himself can articulate this message. And he should go on with Anderson Cooper dare Anderson Cooper to have him on. I don't know that Anderson Cooper would want to have him on. He'd probably wet himself at the prospect. Or go on with Jake Tapper. Go on there. Become well-versed enough that you can actually stick to the topic at hand, not go, what about Biden? What about, yeah, Biden sucks. And Biden, two separate systems of justice. That's it. You need to convince people that you're not guilty before they're going to be concerned with somebody else being guilty. You don't face a murder trial to say, but other people have killed people. Why didn't they get, other people have killed people. Other people have killed people and gotten away with it. Why am I being, no, that's not how it works. Go into the lion's den, take the time. You can do it. Become well-versed in this. If you got to have your lawyer sitting next to you, have your lawyer sitting next to you, but you need to go into the lion's den because you've got to start convincing other people who aren't in love with you that you're being railroaded. They likely will never love you. They likely will never like you. But if you can convince them that you are being persecuted, you might get their vote. You might get their vote. If you just go out at the tarmac and give a statement like you did today, it's not going to, it'll, it'll help you with fundraising. It's not going to help you anywhere else. Here's Trump at the, uh, the plane. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. The polling data is irrelevant. The polling data is wrong when it comes to the general election. Yes, if you care about polling data six months, five months before a vote, Donald Trump is leading in the polls for the Republican primary by a lot. It doesn't matter. That's like claiming after the second inning that you've pitched a perfect game because nobody has gotten on base yet. That's not how the world works. But the general election polling data shows a much more complex set of data that involves Joe Biden winning in most of them, not by a lot, usually within the margin of error, 
but winning in most of them or a tie. There are very few that show Donald Trump ahead, which, by the way, is irrelevant. It's about the swing states. It's about the states that are going to make a difference. A general election popular vote doesn't matter. Donald Trump knows this because he won the presidency by losing the popular vote in 2016. So to to cite poll national polls is disingenuous, but also it's counterproductive and unhelpful here. It is unhelpful here. He didn't take the opportunity to really talk about the charges at all. It's just a witch hunt. It's garbage. You've got to be able to explain why it is to people who would listen to you but wouldn't necessarily believe you. And you've got to be able to make a compelling case at that. And he doesn't try. He doesn't try. That's the problem. If this drags out and these things hang over him and there's just allegations against Joe Biden and that's what they are until some prosecutor and there isn't going to be a prosecutor, there isn't a prosecutor in the Justice Department who would bring charges and no Democrat's going to change their mind. Republicans need to win in order to really get to the bottom of the corruption of the Biden crime family. If it's, well, the courts say this and Republicans say that, people are going to believe the court. They are, especially when the argument against the court is, it's a witch hunt because I'm so popular, because my penis is so large, because my hair is so cool, because I am so awesome and whatever. No, my poll numbers are too good. So they're trying to, they're risking all going to jail. They're all risking treason to prevent me. It's just, it seems like a a tough case to make. But if you put some meat on those bones, you can make a pretty damn compelling case. I don't know if they're going to do it. I'll just conclude with this again because it's true, the only way out is through. Donald Trump is being railroaded, I believe. Delaying that is ridiculous. Plow through it. Run toward the fire, Mr. President. Run toward the fire. Anyway, that's enough for today, I think. Don't forget the curse program. We'll talk about this a lot on the weekend F and review because why? Because that's how we do. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek Hunter Have an awesome Friday. Hopefully we'll see you Saturday and see you again on Monday.